Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. Hour number two of the Ken Miller Show as we continue on here. Trent and I will take you until 2. Jimmy B and TC uh, this afternoon from 4 to 6. Sports talk local on your uh, drive home. Coming up this hour, we'll talk to Scott Dockerman, land at 10. We'll get inside the uh, Hawkeyes. Uh, both coordinators met the media yesterday, so we'll do that uh, with Scott Dockerman and uh, Mitch Sherman. Uh, we're going to do some Big Tens. So we better do some Big 12 and even things out. We'll do that with Mitch Sherman before we get out of here at 2 o'clock. Let's head north, shall we? Uh, across the border into this fine state of Minnesota, uh, John Shipley joins us. TwinCities.com, St. Paul Pioneer Press as we talk Minneapolis sports teams. John Trent Condon, I'm Ken Miller. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Doing fine. Uh, John, uh, Trent uh, reminded me that uh, you and I were grad and that uh, you made your way through, as he called it, your adopted state. When were you at the register, John? Uh, from about 90, 98 to 2001, maybe, I think. I think I started here in 2001, so I was at the register for three and a half years. So- 97 to 2001, something like that. Uh, covered McCar- the McCarney era? I did. I did. Uh, they, they, my last year there, they were nine and three. And did you get to um, the Insight Bowl? Did you follow them? To I the- didn't. No, I think uh, Randy covered it. Okay, but I did. I did predict in the preseason. I remember I was on the radio, and they we went through this season, and they said, "Are they going to win or lose? Win or lose?" And I came up with eight and three, and they laughed, and they <laughs> well, went eight and three. You know, hang on a second, <laughs> because if, that would have been with me. I'm guessing. Um, I, I thought it was with Marty. Well, that would have been with I, Marty and I. Oh, okay, yeah. then it was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, sorry about you the said, laugh. So one of you said, you know, you just said they're going to win eight games. And I, <laughs> I guess I did. Yeah. So. Oh, that's funny stuff. Well, good to reconnect with you, John. So the uh, we're in full uh, gear up uh, up north. The Vikings are about to, uh, to draft late in the draft uh, after having a terrific offseason so far, getting the quarterback. The Twins are off to a decent start when they play. Uh, however, the winter sports teams both find themselves on the wrong end of at least so far in the playoffs. Let's start with the Wolves. I thought Sunday night, John, uh, that they really let one get away. They could have won that basketball game. I know it's an eight-seed versus as a one, so maybe being a, a little dramatic with letting one get away, but a game that was winnable as that came down to the end. Yeah, I mean, if they were going to have a shot, they had to win that game. Um, not so much because it was game one, but because they were close. Um, they're not a great closing team. Uh, our, our reporter had a interesting stat about them that uh, they've only made a couple of uh, shots when they're down by three or less in the last 10 seconds, they're like two for 18 or something like that. They're not a good closing team. Um, they got, I mean, they have a lot of issues like defense, but, uh, boy, I just don't see them. The, the Rockets are so good. I don't know that anyone would be in the first round. Uh, and I think that was their shot and they might be a little deflated. And I mean, we'll see what happens tonight, but I, Certainly the Rockets will come out harder than they did. So we see a possibility of an 0-2 deficit. The same was facing the Wild. They come back, get game three, and then last night happens. John, 
the loss of Parisi is as simple as that. They don't put a goal, obviously, on the net. Is is it just as simple as you don't have the guy that's been leading the offense over the first three games and they couldn't get it going, or does it go deeper than that? Well, I, I think, in, yes, they, they really miss him. Mm-hmm. He was playing well. He was, he was fresh for the first time in a long time, not injured. Uh, that's a big blow. But, um, you know, I think their problem is that these young players that they've Squirreled away and saved money for uh, are not as good as thought they would be. I think Granlund has become reliable, uh, a reliable scorer, and Zucker had a terrific year. But guys like Charlie Coyle Niederreiter. and Nino Niederreiter yep. were expected to be better, and they're not. And I think that's really ultimately the difference. You can throw out this series because Suter and Parisi are out, and it's unfortunate. And uh, you know they they could have maybe done something with those guys in there, but the reality is they're not going to make a run because some of the young players aren't as good as they thought they'd be. And $22 million sitting in the press box watching. Dubnik's been terrific, though, John, as you well Mm -hmm. know. I mean, he's been... I know Marc-Andre Fleury's getting all the pub for what he's doing out in Las Vegas, but where would this series be without Devin Dubnik being Devin Dubnik? Well, they, you know, they finally get a good... You know, they, they've always been a little spotty goaltending-wise in the playoffs, and they finally get a guy to stand on his head, and they're wasting it. I mean, they they outshot Winnipeg last night, like, I don't know, 30 to 26 or something, but I they couldn't have had more than three chances. And on those three chances, they, they didn't come close to scoring. They, they're just shooting blanks. They got nothing right now. And, I my you know, the, they're probably... I don't see them doing much of anything on Friday except maybe getting blown out. Yeah, I, I, I could see that too. You know, the Jets seem to take away the middle of the ice and all the great scoring chances. Uh, Boudreaux, after the game, um, he's going to say that, you know, the Josh Morrissey cross-check um, cost the team the win. I mean, they're still going to score. It, I have no idea how they missed the call. I mean, they, they should have gone on a five-on-three power play. Morrissey, I mean, he got Eric Stahl right in the throat for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, and then this is a guy, look, I'm a Jets fan, born and raised in Winnipeg. And, and, I, and when he said that he is, when Morrissey said that this is maybe the cleanest guy on the team, he really is, that, uh, that play notwithstanding. I don't know how you missed that call. That was awful. It was, it was a screw-up, and he's meeting with the league today, and maybe they suspend him a couple games, uh, but it's too late for the Wild. Right. You know, you, you can always say, what if? Yeah, maybe they score on a five-on-three. And then the thing is is that Morrissey made the biggest play he when, when Niederreiter had a breakaway, and he just poked it away from him and swept it out of there, which, you know, that's half on Niederreiter. You know, that's the problem, that these guys, they don't really have a guy who can finish on a breakaway they're weak in front. Parisi is about the only guy that'll you know set up camp in the near the paint. Uh, they just lack all the fundamental offensive skills that are required to make a real run in the playoffs. Talking right now, John Shipley from the St. Paul Pioneer Press, making a run around the Minnesota sports scene. We finished and uh, just finish up here, John, with the Twins who are down in Puerto Rico. They get away from this awful weather that we're dealing with right now. Yeah. Jose Barrios tonight, calling it the biggest start of his young career. Pumped up for this one. The Indians, obviously, the team they're going to be chasing all season long. But is uh, Barrios overstating the importance of this one, or do you understand where he's coming from? Yeah, it's because of playing at home. Uh, it's a bit. It's you know, it's always big. You're playing Cleveland, and that's the team they want on seat in the division. I think the Twins are good. I think it'll be between those two teams. Uh, 
the, the, the worry, if you're a Twins fan, is that Barrios is too pumped up um, because he really has been good this year. He's their most talented pitcher for sure. And I, if they get Santana back, this, this, this is a good team. Um, it, this game, I mean, it's too early. It's, it's not a do-or-die game. But for, for Barrios, being at home and, what's all, you know, they had a big blackout today, so they're apparently going to play on backup wow. power. Um, yeah, the whole island's out. Oh, my God. <laughs> so it's as if the Twins bring bad luck wherever they go. But, um, you know, it's, it's a big game for him. It's, uh, you know, it's game 15 for the team. Right. You know? Uh, John Shipley, uh, TwinCities.com. John, last thing uh, for you. Uh, the NFL schedule comes out tomorrow. Will we – we've already been told that the Vikings are going to open up um, in Philadelphia. Does that seem like that's going to be the case? Was that leaked? Uh, will we see the Vikings first game of the year on that Thursday night to lift the lid on the NFL season against Philly? Yeah, I, w- I would think so. I mean, we – I think most of us thought that when we were sitting in the press box in Philly that, you know, win or lose, this was going to be the opener next year. It, you know, it's a tough, boy, it's a tough opener for both those teams, which will be the favorites to uh, to win the NFC. And one of them is going to start 0-1. Um, mm. But it'll be exciting. Yeah, I would I would guess that's the case. It's, it's smart. Well, listen, uh, I know it's 18 years too late, but uh, nice call on your Iowa State pick <laughs> when they were 9-3. Uh, um, thank you for coming on that day, and uh, appreciate you coming on today, John. Look at uh, All kidding aside, Trent and I uh, uh, will uh, be in your uh, uh, on your um, caller ID here uh, in the weeks, months to come. Thank you, John. Appreciate connecting right. with you. Thanks, guys. Good Take to care. talk to you. John Shipley, uh, formerly the Des Moines Register. Now, we're allowed to have former register guys on. Right? I think we so. We maybe should have checked. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to get checked Can't have the again. current no. staff on. No. But our former guys embargoed. We're good there. I hope. That, John was good. We're, uh, I like John. I remember the, yes, I don't remember talking the, uh, the you know, it was 8-3 and three call. I don't remember yeah. that part. But it, but it all kind of connected yes, and, yes. and it all came together. And, and he said, I remember being on the radio back. Yeah. And, oh, wait well, a second. Who is that? <laughs> right. The man right across from me. Yeah. Well, it means I'm old. Well, we're all getting old. We indeed are. We'll come back. We'll, Scott, uh, we'll talk to Scott Dockerman. Landa 10, he joins us next. Ken Miller Show. Trent and I till 2, 1700 KBGG. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KVGG. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American-made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M Industrial Pressure Washers. Mighty M, built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online, washersystems.com. My name is Becky Mumi, and I'm with the Sparkle Run. This is our fifth year of the Sparkle Run in memory of Aaron Mumi, who passed away from leukemia in October of 2013. The Sparkle Run benefits local nonprofits who support families affected by childhood cancer. This year's event is on Sunday, May 6th, and will benefit the Pinky Swear Foundation, who supports families through rent and mortgage payments, car payments, insurance, child care, and gas cards. We will have family activities and packet pickup from 12 to 2 p.m., a 5K walk and run at 2 p.m., and a one-mile 
Mile Fun Run at 3 p.m. All this is held at DMAC in Ankeny. For more information or to register, go to getmeregister.com backslash the sparkle run. Showplace Kitchens is now Showplace Cabinetry Design Center. We're changing our name to better represent what we do. What is it, you ask? At Showplace Cabinetry Design Center, we create beautiful, functional environments with cabinetry. Whether it's a remodel, addition, new construction, or even refacing, the designers at Showplace Cabinetry Design Center are eager to help you create a showplace of your very own. Come see us at 3200 100th Street, Urbandale. Have you been stressed with too much to do and too little time to do it all? Well, how would you like $50 to try an app that could change all that? That's what your friends at Tackle are offering you today. Download the Tackle app to get your house clean, handyman work done, junk hauled, yard mode, furniture rearranged, and much more. Tackle connects you with background check providers who can show up ready to work in an hour or two. There are hundreds of pre-priced chores to choose from, or you can use the day labor option to get someone for a few hours to help with whatever you need done. Here's the best news. For a limited time, when you download the free Tackle app, you'll get $50 off your first job. If you're looking to earn some extra cash, go to Tackle.com and sign up to become a Tackle provider. Let Tackle show you how great it feels to get your to-do list done. That's Tackle. T-A-K-L. Treat yourself to Tackle. To enjoy life indoors during Iowa's hottest months, call Logier Heating and Cooling. Right now, you can save $3,400 or more with combined rebates on a new Dave Lennox signature system from Logier. Check out LogierHeatingCooling.com for details. For over 110 years, Logier has made Central Iowans happy inside. See customer reviews on Google, Facebook, and the Des Moines BBB website. Call Logier at 267-1000. We make you happy inside. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at CFIOWA.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. Baseball. Is there another professional sport that brings out as much passion and as many memories in their fans? Kevin the Flag Guy here. We love baseball at Heartland Flags. Go Reds. We know what the flag means, and so do you. The classic pinstripes, the simple W, or the iconic throwback logos of your favorite team. Baseball is back, and it's time to fly your favorite team's flag. Shop in-store, 3719 Southwest 9th in Des Moines, or online at heartlandflags.com. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? Well, find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. 
Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I take you up until uh, 2 o'clock. Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com. Coming up, we will uh, go inside uh, college football Big 12-wise with Mitch Sherman, who covers the Big 12 at ESPN.com. He joins us here, oh, in about 15 minutes or so. Right now, Scott Dockerman, Land at 10, along with Bobby Legess, pushing out the content every single day at Landat10.com on the Iowa portion of the site. Doc, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm good. I'm hoping this weather turns here pretty soon, but other than that, everything's great over here. Now, are you getting the storm that is apparently north of us? Is it making its way through your part of Iowa today? A little bit of uh, ice, but it doesn't look like any snow right now, so just... Uh, just hoping for for spring any any day now. Yeah, it'll be nice. Um, speaking of spring, the spring game coming up, Doc, and, and I love the I love the questions you get asked Monday through Friday, and you post the answer to the question. Today's question, um, look, it's pre, you preach to the choir about uh, Iowa and other schools considering scrimmage opponents during spring football. Um, I would love to see this happen. I really do, as you pointed out. The NFL does, but your last paragraph, I think, just the fact that you know some teams are so depleted, I think, is how you put it this time of year. What's the likelihood of uh, of this ever happening, Doc? And I don't know how you would do it. I don't know if you throw the gates open, if it's you know you how you can make it a money making endeavor. Realistically, though, great question. Love to see it happen. Will it ever? I doubt it for the spring. I think it should happen. I think it'd be more entertaining for people, and I think it'd be good for the players because 15 practices without another opponent, uh, I think, is a little bit, you know, boring after a while. But I don't know that it would happen for the spring. But I do know that Ferentz actually started pushing a little bit for possibly the fall. Now that they uh, that they're practicing, uh, you know, starting in uh, you know in July, and then they can't have two a days. Um, that it really starts getting boring uh, for for the players to do that. And you look at the NFL, and they do scrimmages all the time. You know, even in the high schools, some do like soap scrimmages. Others do, uh, you know, mm-hmm. four teams on one side, and they'll play. Or, you know, just, just to get out and hit somebody different and compete and see what you're all about. And I think that would be really healthy. Um, you know, and there are multiple ways which this could be done, and I think it could be a lot of fun, whether it's the spring or the fall. I mean, You'd imagine a, a UNI, for instance, going like this year probably to Iowa State, uh, since they're not playing the Cyclones, right. um, that they could go there and scrimmage. And I think both sides would kind of get um, you know, intrigued by that. Or you know, even a smaller school, an upper Iowa, which is a D2, you know, could get some practice reps. And you can make sure that it's not going to get too out of hand. Or you can make it a big bonanza, <laughs> SEC versus Big Ten. You know, um, everybody... You know, you trade off every other year. And if you imagine if, like, LSU came to Iowa City for a day or two of practices and then some sort of a scrimmage, I mean, that would just infuse so much life into in the spring because right now and just nothing's replacing 
I mean, we're talking about a sport that's not going to have a game for another five months, but we talk about it all day, every day. Yeah, no. So just, I just want to make sure I heard what you said. Ference is actually willing to listen to this, maybe not for the spring, but for the fall, that he, he is receptive potentially to this. Isn't that what you just said? Yeah, I talked to him wow, last uh, summer about it, and I wrote about it and uh, from Big Ten Media Days, and just that he thought that, you know, he did it with, when he was at the NFL with Baltimore and Cleveland, and um, he thinks it would be a good way for them to, you know, just kind of break out of the monotony, uh, you know, because now that they're starting practice, in July, and they because they can't have two a days. That maybe if you have one, say the second or third weekend in August, you know, and you bring in another team to practice against. Now, logistically, I can imagine that would be awfully difficult to bring in a major team without a bus. <laughs> you know, I don't think you'd want to, you know, fly or anything. But you know, a U and I, a Western Illinois in this part of the world, or you know, even a, a co or somebody, just you know, give everybody a chance to see somebody different i think uh i think there's some merit to that all right doc uh, a prevailing storyline this spring especially early on was ahmad wagner what's he going to do and uh, today over on uh, the rival site on the kentucky side of things the wildcats are reaching out they recruited him as a football player coming out of high school so sounds like at least we're, we're hearing some names kentucky louisville cincinnati and akron among the suitors, of course, along with the Hawkeye football program for Ahmad Wagner. Have you heard anything more as of late? Well, the only thing that I'd heard was uh, a couple of weeks ago that he was, you know, strongly considering going back to his home state of, of Ohio and playing somewhere around there. Uh, but, you know, he was still kind of undecided, uh, still liked the idea of Iowa. And, of course, you know, a couple of factors, you know, in Iowa's favor, number one is certainly – uh, he could play two years here, not just, you know, unlike a Kentucky you know, or somebody else where you transfer and you have to sit out and then play. Now, they could probably appeal that, and I wouldn't be surprised if you'd win, but still, that's awfully challenging to, to you know, go through, uh, you know, and, and lose a full year because of that. And then the other thing is you look at it from a, an academic perspective. I mean, he only has one more year of college at a Big Ten institution. You know, you might want to get your degree. That said, you know, he's, his options are open, and I, I would imagine he'll probably get them figured out by, you know, the end of classes this spring. But uh, he'd be a big lift for whoever, whoever lands him. Uh, at land of 10, you, you did a mock draft, uh, all seven rounds, Doc. <laughs> uh, how, how long did that take you to do, and, and how difficult is that to do? It is challenging. I mean, it took me about an hour around, really. Uh, to, to put together because, you know, you want to make sure that it's you're, you're trying to project for both the teams and how the players might fit. And I'm, I'm certainly no expert, I would say, in the NFL realm of, you know, who in the fourth round, which cornerback would work better for what team. But, you know, you, you, got, you try to be as balanced as you can and figure out, you know, a pecking order and, and go with that. And, um, you know, I, I probably was a little high on Iowa. Um, you know, there are three guys that I think are on that border that could be in the seventh round and could be, in, you know, a free agent right at the end, and that's Ike Bucker, uh, Boone Myers, and Ben Neiman. I think they're they're very competitive, and I think there's two in that boat not from Iowa State and Joel Lanning and, and Jake Campos, and I had them all in the draft. You know, maybe it was a little bit uh, provincial, I suppose, but I do think that they're all very capable of being drafted and, and making a team whether they're drafted or not. Doc, uh, quickly, where did you who who did you give our Bears? 
<laughs> um, I th- uh, right off the bat, I gave him Quentin Nelson. Yeah, I yeah, love I thought, that pick. It's going to drive would be great. Crazy. I, I he just... would be great, Doc. This is a this is a guy you can plug on the offensive line for twelve years. Yeah, I've you know I've seen everything from you know hey he's the next Larry Allen and I'm like whoa is he that <laughs> is he that good you know take him yesterday you know but you know and then I think they'll take a wide receiver in the second round. I have Calvin Ridley. Somebody always falls, and it could be him, and it might not be. You know, it's just, just kind of a guessing game. You know, and then, uh, you know, they don't even have a third-round pick. They kind of need an inside linebacker. I think Jewel would be a great get for them, but I don't know that he lasts till the fourth. I think he's probably a third-rounder to somebody because he's, he's taken an awful lot of trips lately. He's been to, the, you know, the L.A. Rams. He's been to Denver, Denver you yep. know, a few, other, a few other spots. So, I think, you know, Detroit loves him. You know, they, they met with him in Detroit and Dallas both met with him in um, Indianapolis. So I, I think that's, uh, you know, I, I think he goes in the third round. So I think the Bears probably miss out on him. We will talk to you next week. Thank you, Doc. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Scott, Doc, I'm in the land. The 10 is uh, We Talk Iowa. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk Big 12. Uh, Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com, will join us as we continue. 1700 KBGG. News, talk, sports. Yeah, we got all that online at 1700KBGG.com. Hey, guys. Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. You just get it through the experience. I'm a fan of a lot of our fast, casual cuisine. I love the theater and the shopping. My kids love to go to the parks. There's a lot going on musically. If you can't find things to do in Des Moines, you must be boring. This is a magical place. Don't miss out. Visit CatchDesMoines.com and plan your getaway to Greater Des Moines. Catch what you've been missing. Get everything you need for your projects during Menard's Spring Catalog Sale. Add curb appeal, safety, and privacy to your home with fencing from Menards. We offer a variety of fencing materials and accessories for quick and easy installation. For a traditional look, choose pre-assembled wood fence panels. Four by eight foot French Gothic cedar panels are only $27.99 each. Get Spring Catalog Savings now through April 29th. Plus, Menards gift cards are perfect for Mother's Day. Save big money at Menards. At Sherwin-Williams, spring is our favorite time of year. In fact, we even have a color for it, SW Springtime. All around us, color is blooming, windows are opening, and it's the perfect time for painting. So we're kicking off painting season with a four-day super sale. Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 40% off paints and stains. Now through April 23rd, your new color is just around the corner. Visit your neighborhood store today. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. And now, a page from the Diary of Flo. Dear Diary, there's something about protecting people's homes through Progressive that inspires me. Because I just had an idea for a book. Well, it was originally an idea for a movie based on a play inspired by a podcast. But the idea is how you can save when you bundle home and auto. 
Hmm, might not be the best idea for a book. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Maybe a radio commercial? Guess we'll never know. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. You can help plant the seeds of hope in the heartland. Imagine how an at-risk child's life can change when one small act of kindness leads to an entirely different path. Wildwood Hills Ranch is transforming the lives of at-risk children, one heart and one child at a time, through year-round character, leadership, and teamwork training. Frederick Douglass was right. It is better to build strong children than repair broken men. Help forge a path by sponsoring an at-risk child today. Learn more by visiting wildwoodhillsranch.org. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Tops, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at TheRookieSportsCards.com. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Hi, welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show. Thank you to Scott Dockerman. Land at 10. We continue on the college football theme here. Why wouldn't we? Uh, Mitch Sherman, ESPN, joins us. Uh, he does a lot of stuff on the Big 12. He does some stuff on the Big 10. ESPN.com is where you can find Mitch Sherman. Uh, you find him with us right now. We're glad he's here. Mitch Trenton, Ken in Des Moines. Thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, Ken. Hey, Trent. I'm well. How are you guys? Uh, just doing fine. You know what? Uh, let's um, start. Texas's spring game is coming up this weekend, Mitch. And, you know, uh, Ellinger uh, Bouchelle is a, is a fascinating, I think, competition for these two guys. And, you know, I thought it was going to be Bouchelle was going to take this job and he was just going to have it till he ran out of eligibility. Or if he continued to advance the way maybe some thought that he was early in his uh, career, until he decided to leave early for the NFL. He's in a real fight here. Uh, how's this gonna yeah. thing going to shake out uh, as, as Texas plays their spring game, Mitch? Um, you know, and it's interesting how it seems this year, maybe more than ever, that, that, that quarterback 
quarterback races and 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 you know it's not a controversy necessarily at Texas uh some may see it as that but these these things just to be seem to be taking shape all over the place at seemingly every big program um you know whether it's a true freshman coming in and going against uh you know a more established guy like you see at Clemson or Georgia or these situations like at at Texas um where you've got two guys who have played considerably um you know i've always felt that Ellinger was more of, Tom, of a Tom Herman guy than, than Shane Bouchelle. Um, you know, clearly Herman recruited Ellinger and did not recruit Bouchelle. He was a Charlie Strong uh, recruit, and that's, that's you know, out, completely out of, out of Shane's hands. But I, I felt like last year as Ellinger started to make strides, you know, I think back to that USC game and then when Bouchelle was hurt early in the Big 12 season, um, that that Sam is just more of a fit for what Tom Herman wants to do with his offense. Not to say that Michelle can't fit that system. I think he can. He's a capable athlete. But ultimately, what I think Herman wants to do there, um, Ellinger may work better. But you know, he's got to perform. And it does seem right now that these two are in a are in a dogfight. And and I think the big thing for Texas, and this has just been the story. Forever, it seems for Texas, really since the days of Colt McCoy, is they have to find somebody, you know, one of these two, to to lead the program and be, you know, be the face of Texas football. Um, it's it's been either nobody was was ready to step up and be the and be the uh, that kind of quarterback for Texas over the last, you know, the better part of the last decade, or you've had a situation like this where you had more than one guy. And they, they seem to rotate and just kind of go on a week by week basis. You know, whoever had the hot hand, and you know, while that can work, I don't think it's what Texas needs at this point. I think Texas needs one guy to take over. So, if you're not taking Oklahoma or Texas this year, who, regardless of downturns, they're they're always up there in the conversation. A lot of buzz about West Virginia. They get Will Greer back for his final season of eligibility. Return a, a, some talent out there. Are you buying this uh, well off season hype with the Mountaineers? Offensively, I am. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say they got a quarterback. They do. They may have the, they may have the, the best quarterback yeah. in the league, and and by the time it all shakes out, uh, Will Greer may you know is going to be in consideration to be the best quarterback in the country. I think. I think he'll get some buzz, and it is getting buzz for that over the off season. I don't know if it'll turn out like that. I mean, there's guys who I think have bigger arms and maybe more overall talent. But as far as the combination, they're, they're generally young guys, um, like the quarterbacks at Alabama or the quarterbacks at Georgia um, or the, the, the kid coming in at, at uh, Clemson, Hunter Lawrence. Um, not to say that he's in, uh, he needs to win a job before he's in consideration for, to be the best in the country, but um, you know those guys, Fields at, at Georgia and Lawrence at, at Clemson, um, are supposed to be generational type of type of players. They have to win jobs, and then they'll they'll uh, you know start to ascend uh, the ladder as we talk about the best guys in the country. Right now, I would look to a guy like Will Greer to be in that group, and they they, they will have an electric receiving core at West Virginia. They've had capable backs um, and a deep stable of backs the last couple of years. Um, for me, it's the same thing that it's been. Uh, really since West Virginia came into the Big 12, uh, are, are they going to be able to play defense and stop those top offenses in the league? And, and you know, while they've been able to get to, to 10 wins um, and really, I think, clear some hurdles the last 
two years under Dana Holgerson. Uh, I, I, you haven't seen it consistently enough with the defense to make me say, yeah, I'm buying all the hype. I'm buying them as a, as a Big 12 championship contender. What I'm buying them at right now is a dynamic offensive team. And I think Jake Spavadol is the, as the offensive coordinator going into his second year, um, you know, he's going to have a, an even better relationship with Greer. And, you know, they, they, those two guys will, will, you know, Greer will become like a coach on the field and they have a great coordinator and then their head coach is so offensive uh, minded with his background. You know, if, if, uh, if Tony Gibson in that defense can really get things going, then yeah, I mean, West Virginia is a, is a, is a conference title contender and, and may get some run as a playoff contender. Mm. Mitch Sherman, ESPN.com, is our guest. Mitch, here's the name that, uh, you know, I didn't know much about McLean Carter last year, and then I watched the, uh, the, the final game, the final regular season game uh, against Texas, and I know Shimanek had to come in and save the day, but McLean Carter, as you recall, got the start in that game. He impressed me a little bit. And again, he, he didn't have the finish that he thought he was going to do, but you saw some glimpses of at least what I think is going to be Kingsbury's guy going forward. McLean Carter at Texas Tech, is he going to be the guy? And do you feel that, um, you know, uh, anywhere close to that, I feel about this kid that, you know, this, this might be one guy that might be worth watching. I think any Texas Tech quarterback that studies under Cliff Kingsbury is worth watching. And, and I, I, you know, I mean, I, I kind of felt, you know, I haven't had those kind of strong feelings about, about, uh, Carter because I haven't seen him enough. Um, but I felt, I would say I felt similarly that way about Shimanek last year in, because of the relief performances that he had in 2016 of, of Patrick Mahomes. And, uh, you know, he came out and, and of course, put up big numbers last year. And Tech was a surprise team in the Big 12. I think that the thing with Texas Tech this year, you, I, quarter, good quarterback play at Texas Tech is, to, to me, is, is just kind of like a checking the box. They're going to have it. I don't know if I think that they have a transcendent guy there like they did with Mahomes. And it's a shame when Mahomes was, was at the helm that Texas Tech just could not play a lick of defense. Um I think they will play defense this year. I think the guys that they have coming, they made strides a year ago in, in 2017, and the number of guys that they have coming back. I mean, if you bring back 10 or 11 starters on a bad defense, that doesn't mean that, that you're going to be any good. But that was a defense a year ago that made big improvements over the previous year, and I, I think they'll play well enough on defense that they can be a dangerous team um, with with you know a normal Texas Tech offense, and you know they've had they've had their their issues at the quarterback spot. You've got Carter, but you know Jet Duffy at one point was 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 penciled in or inked in, I think, to be the next guy, even after Mahomes. And he's had all kinds of off the field problems, and it's you know it may not work out there. So um, if it's Carter uh, or whatever direction that that Texas Tech goes, and and uh, you know I'm, I'm confident that Kingsbury will always have a quarterback ready to go who can throw for three or four hundred yards a game. Talking right now, Mitch Sherman, ESPN, taking a look around spring football in the Big 12. Well, let's jump and uh, get your thoughts on the local here. Iowa State, a uh, uh, offseason with a lot of expectations, as big as they've been in quite a while. Your outlook at the Cyclones as you take a peek at them here this spring. Um, well, there's expectations, finally, mm-hmm. at Iowa State. I mean, there were expectations within the program uh, a year ago. 
but I don't know that they necessarily spread real far from outside of Ames. I mean, people who followed Iowa State closely, I think, understood what Matt Campbell was building. Um, but now it's, uh, you know, they've, they've been to a bowl game. They've knocked off a pair of, of top five teams last year, which still looking back at it is just an amazing accomplishment, what Iowa State did um, with, uh, you know, a guy who nobody had heard of at the quarterback position uh, down in Oklahoma and then to come back and repeat the feat at home against TCU. I was at that game. It was um, at one time last year, Iowa State was the story of the college football season. And, you know, things, things, uh, things cooled off as the, as the year ended but still a, a great season. And then I think they'll, they'll go into this year as a team that some people look at to be an upper division team in the Big 12. And, you know, with that, with those expectations uh, comes some pressure. Uh, they've got their quarterback back for a sixth season, which was a huge off-season development. Um, you know, I think David Montgomery is as good of a, of, of a guy, as, as you know, underrated and as good of a guy as you're going to find at that position nationally, um, especially for somebody who, who, who people don't know about. Uh, the loss of, of Lazard is going to hurt, but I think they have receivers uh, with talent. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, I expect Iowa State to, to be back as a team that contends for a bowl game. Um, they've definitely got momentum through the offseason with Campbell's contract extension. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, as always, there, there, there are going to be questions up front on the offensive and defensive lines, but, um, you know, another year of development and another year of recruiting in that in that system um, you know, I would expect we'll, we'll improve that play, which was which was probably a notch or two above last year what it looked like it would be on paper. A couple more minutes uh, with Mitch Sherman from ESPN.com. I, I'm going to bring up Max Duggan just because he's across the river from you there in your Omaha mm-hmm. outpost and um, it committed to TCU. He, he could have gone to a lot of places. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. follow recruiting cl- as close as a number of guys, but TCU kind of surprised me, Mitch. Uh, um He's going to play for a great program, no doubt about that. Gary Patterson continues to have TCU towards the top of the Big 12. Did uh, the Duggan to TCU surprise you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not often or ever that you have Urban Meyer and, and James Franklin uh, walking through the halls of Lewis Central High School in, in Council Bluffs, Iowa. And, you know, while that made headlines and turned heads, and, you know, got everyone a buzz in the Omaha metro area. And then you had Scott Frost come in in Nebraska in December and, uh, and make a push. Um, you know, Gary Patterson just, just did what Gary Patterson does. And I don't necessarily mean in recruiting because normally TCU is a team that, uh, that does this kind of thing in Texas, not necessarily in Council Bluffs, Iowa. But, um, you know, the, the Gary Patterson M.O. is to just kind of do his thing and score big wins while other people generate more interest and more headlines. And that's exactly what they did here. Um, it's impressive to see TCU do that in what is, um, you know, not uh, a hotbed at all for the Horned Frogs in recruiting. You know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of students from TCU uh, from the Omaha area, um, and they've, they've, they're, 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 it's a somewhat well-known brand uh, around this part of the country. But, yeah, it, for, for, for TCU to score a player of that caliber, of supposedly that caliber, who was being recruited not only by the, 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 the local power or powers, but also you know giants on the national level within the Big Ten Conference, it, it is surprising. Um, I have no expectation at all that – uh, he will waver in that commitment, but it's always interesting to see what these guys do when when, you, when, when you've got to hold on to uh, to a to a commitment like that for what is it April? You know, another eight months. 
Um, you know, now with the early signing period in December, you know, it'll be interesting to see based on what happens at TCU. They've got a great freshman quarterback, Sean Robinson. You know, if he comes out and turns into a, an all Big 12 kind of guy, you know, does Max Duggan still feel the same way about TCU and his chances to go in there and, uh, you know, ultimately win that job uh, at some point in his career? So, uh, well, we go across the river then to Nebraska and uh, the Cornhuskers, the buzz is there. 500 bucks to get into a spring game? No, What's... is that what it is? Yeah, that's. I, I read an article uh, on SI just the other day about that. How crazy is it over there right now, Mitch? Yeah, I think that's. I think that's. Um, some of that is, is hype. Um, you know, somebody may have paid $500 for a Nebraska spring game ticket, but. Uh, I don't think they were um, they were necessarily playing playing the field too well. <laughs> uh, I saw people giving giving away tickets this week on uh, on Facebook, and you know the weather's not supposed to be uh, what you what you'd expect on April twenty first. Um, so it, not as bad as last week, where teams all over the Big Twelve and the Big Ten were canceling spring games because of a blizzard. But uh, fifty degrees with a chance of rain is what it looks like. So that's going to temper a little bit of the enthusiasm. So it may knock it down from like. Uh, on a scale of one to one to ten, like from a twelve to an eleven, uh, something along those lines. It's it's um, you know it's 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 pretty crazy. I would say maybe it was more crazy at the at, back in February when these when these tickets went on sale and, and they probably could have sold one hundred and fifty thousand of them without without a lot of trouble. I think people are realizing at this point that you know you're not going to see. Uh, what you would, what you could, what you would expect if you were to walk into that stadium on a Saturday in September or October. Ultimately, you know, it's a running clock in the second half. They're going to have the first team offense and the first team defense on the same sideline, so it's likely not to be real competitive. But just for uh, Nebraska and its fans to have Scott Frost, you know, wearing that red jacket uh, and, and hat on the sidelines. Uh, you know, Tom Osborne will probably be in the house somewhere, uh, and and you know to have that scoreboard on and those in those coaches' uh, names and faces up there, it's an event more than anything, um, and and uh, you know a party to uh, you know officially, they've done it officially, but uh, officially again welcome home their uh, their native son from Central Florida. Mm. Mitch, I can't let you go without uh, getting your take on uh, next week's uh, draft. Quarterback heavy at the top in all likelihood. Seemingly the first uh, Big 12 alum, if you want to call him that, uh, to come off the board will be Baker Mayfield, I'm assuming, uh, unless I'm missing somebody. Just your thoughts on the on the quarterback class. What kind of pro do you think Baker Mayfield is going to be? Yeah, I, I think I think he'll continue to, um, to defy some expectations. I think at this point, you know, people have seen enough from Baker Mayfield to understand that it's probably good not to underestimate him. Uh, he was underestimated in high school. He was underestimated at, at Texas Tech, again at Oklahoma, maybe in the Heisman race before last season. And he's always answered those, uh, those calls. Um, you know, with his height, um, in, and I, I suppose you could say with some of the uh, off-the-field things that he – and not even off-the-field things. I mean, yeah, he did have the incident with the police. Uh, in Arkansas, but I, you know, I think it, it's, with Baker, it's more just like the chip on his shoulder that's going to rub some people the wrong way, and that's not going to go away. You know, he's always going to be that guy and have that attitude of that guy who planted the flag at, in the in, in the middle of the field at at Ohio State. You know, the guy who came back to be honored at a at a Oklahoma Texas basketball game and was doing the horns down on the court. You know, that's part of what makes him great. Uh, part of what makes him such a competitor. So, 
But I, I, I think he'll be a good pro. I don't think he's going to be the next John Elway or, or you know, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be necessarily Matthew Stafford even. But um, I think he'll be a good pro, a serviceable guy, and a guy who's a leader and a winner at the next level too. So um, definitely I, I can see him being, uh, you know, a capable starter uh, in the NFL. And, and, and really, um, you know, that's, I don't want to say that's what you're looking for with a top draft pick because you're probably looking for more. But, but I, I think the, the likelihood that he would be a bust, uh, you know, be a Jamarcus Russell, um, is, uh, is low just because of, uh, of his competitiveness. Thank you for being as generous with your time as you were today, Mitch. We appreciate it. We'll look forward to talking to you down the road, okay? Absolutely. Good to talk to you guys. Enjoy the rest of the spring. Yes, sir. Thanks, Mitch. Mitch Sherman, ESPN, joining us as we talk a little college football. You know, that just dawned on me, Trent. Um, the, the Big 12 is going to have one guy in the first round? Yeah, more than likely. And Baker Mayfield and then what? I mean, tight end from Oklahoma, Andrews mm-hmm. is, is a good player. Um, Oklahoma State, Mason Rudolph maybe. He's not a first rounder. I, I've seen maybe late, late. Have you? But rarely. We rarely might see one kid from the Big 12 get drafted in the first round. Now, I guess I don't follow the draft that close as far as breaking it down by conference. Mm-hmm. But I was assumed that there hasn't been a lot of drafts come and go that only one Big 12 player goes in the first round. No. Maybe. I, maybe I don't I, know. Um, anyways, that aside... Well, I mean, it goes back a couple of years ago when, remember those stories that came out, the Big 12's falling behind in recruiting? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, and remember now that. it's playing out a little bit, isn't it? I do recall that, yes. Well, we shall see. All right, um, you and Jim, well, before we do that real quick, because I, I haven't got your place today, do you have a game you like more than the others? Is there one basketball game that has your attention, uh, more than your attention, your hard-earned Greenback? Yes, well, I'll be staying away from the Wolves and Rockets tonight. I, I think if there would be a play there. What, be, what's the number? Ten. It was 11 and a half in it's game come, one. Was it? I'd take Houston. Would you? You, I, think they, you yeah. don't think that they have as struggles as they did from the right. beyond the three-point line? Guess what the Cleveland-Indiana spread is. Cleveland by seven? Eight. Eight. I mean, it seems hefty, right? Of course, you take the Pacers and grab the points. Yeah. Well, what do you? What, what happens? I go the other way. I take the Cleveland Cavaliers you tonight th- and you lay think that the that, points. They, that uh, they find their way again yes. here today. But my favorite bet of the night in the NBA is Utah plus four and a half against Oklahoma City. I mean, kind of. I see that one being a toss-up almost mm-hmm. tonight. So grabbing four and a half, I like that one. Hockey, I need those Devils to get it done tonight. Well, they certainly played well in Game Three. Trent. Yes, they really did. Yeah. I need Colorado to get it done tonight, not for betting purposes, <laughs> but I just like to be really nice if they took out Nashville. How uh, take me to? Oh, what time was it? Nine thirty last night. Yes, but at the end of du- the game, Dubnik gets pulled. Yeah, extra skater on the ice. What what's happening at, in the basement at Ken Miller's? Well, I I I thought that the honestly, I thought they would win at that point because the way that they they took away the middle of the ice, they mm. everything from Minnesota came from the walls from the boards. They played really well. Uh, the Jets skated last night. When they skate, they're they're a difficult team to beat, mm-hmm. and they did last night. So uh, Friday night, a couple of nights off in that series. Look, at, and we talked about it earlier, this Golden Knights thing is just blowing me away. It is. They swept the Los Angeles, their first playoff series in their existence. They swept a team that won the Cup twice in the last six years. Swept them. Four incredible. Straight. They, they are in. I mean, can this, this team can win it all, right? No. <laughs> they, they can. 
I'm you don't want them to because no, of your do, yeah. your jets. Well, that that's true, but it's I I I'm like I remember a couple of years ago picking against Chicago every round because I didn't think they always said the cup. This is a team that's doing this, Trent, with not a lot of... There's no stars on Las Vegas, with the exception of Marc-Andre Fleury. Sure. And he was out of his mind. But the but the, the the group of forwards, you know, wow you. You take the Jets roster and the Golden Knights roster, and if you were doing, just doing a draft, yeah. you would take six guys off the Jets before you plucked your first Golden Knight. Think about that. Yeah. So how are they doing? I don't know. They've got a bunch of B players. Yeah. That just have come together and it and, and they're all they've all and I hate to say the cliche but they're all carrying that proverbial chip yeah. because the team that they were last on didn't want them yeah uh, that yeah that's a good point too and that they were not protected their, in the absolutely. expansion draft and they were made available by the team that they you know laid it on the ice for the the last couple of years in their career so I don't know I didn't see it coming San Jose probably will be their next round opponent but. Uh, Oh, the Stanley Cup playoffs are fun. You and Jimmy B today, what do you got? Uh, we got Pat Hardy stopping by. We'll talk some Hawkeyes and about the uh, coordinator press conferences. We'll do that with Pat coming up at 420. We got Zubin Mahente stopping by in the 5 o'clock hour. Remind Zubin what he said to us yesterday, that the, big, yeah. the, the, the first story, the biggest story that you guys will have to, on your plate today will be the Golden Knights. He was right. He was. He was he right. Was. So no afternoon baseball. Cubs and cards have been washed right. out. Yep. You're going to be... Little Indians twins tonight. Jays play at three. Oh, at three. I think at three. No, I don't know if that uh, the game wasn't moved up to avoid the Leafs because they don't play at home tonight. I'm pretty sure that game is at three, or is that a misprint? No, three oh seven. I'm looking at it right. First pitch against the Royals. So, so I'll do. I'll do that. The, yeah. uh, the Jays swept them in the double dip yesterday. Uh, Toronto's actually off to a pretty good start. Yeah, they are hanging around, hanging around, keeping their head above water. And uh, I want to see Barrios tonight. Pitching oh, at home, absolutely. He he called it uh, yesterday during the press conference the biggest start of his career. I bet it is. Uh, he's he's well, how about Lindor. How about the fans? Yes. You know, serenading him, calling him out of the duck. Lindor, Lindor. <laughs> it was unbelievable. It really was. It was a really cool environment. Yeah, and, uh, no looking forward to that. Good baseball tonight. It was, and and hopefully it is. And and Puerto Rico, they deserved the, what they got last mm-hmm. night. Entertaining and uh, bringing that. Uh, uh, area of the world back together. We will be back tomorrow at noon. We hope that you can be here as well. If you missed any portion of the program, or let's do it again. You can go to KenMillerShow.com. Click on the podcast. There they will be. Jimmy B and TC get you home from 4 until 6. Appreciate you listening. Trent and I back tomorrow at noon on 1700 KBGG. Now, listen to 1700 KBGG on Alexa. Say, Alexa, enable the 1700 KBGG skill. Then to play us, say, Alexa, play 1700 KBGG. Simple enough. Hey, guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Special engagement pricing going on now through April 30th. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. 
Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. How many times a day can you fuel up and go at CVS Pharmacy? Let's find out. It's 8 a.m. and you're leaving the gym. You head to CVS to refuel and boom, two for $4 Vita Cocoa Waters. That afternoon, the slump hits. Vending machine? Nope, CVS, where boom, two for $6 Kind Bars. Finally, it's 5 p.m., so you hit CVS before the commute and boom, Blue Diamond Almonds, two for $5. Stop by CVS Pharmacy and fuel up and go on smarter snacking and beverage options. Restrictions apply. See cvs.com slash weekly ad for details. Flo here with a word that's just weird, terry cloth. Who exactly is Terry, and why does he get his own fabric? Did he journey below SPF 50, fight off some weeds and his daffodils? Hmm. How about a word for everyone? Flotection. Yeah, I just made it up, but I'm not making up how great it feels when me and Progressive protect your new home. Ever think of that, Terry? No, Terry only thinks of himself. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Have you been stressed with too much to do and too little time to do it all? Well, how would you like $50 to try an app that could change all that? That's what your friends at Tackle are offering you today. Download the Tackle app to get your house clean, handyman work done, junk haul, yard mode, furniture rearranged, and much more. Tackle connects you with background check providers who can show up ready to work in an hour or two. There are hundreds of pre-priced chores to choose from, or you can use the day labor option to get someone for a few hours to help with whatever you need done. Here's the best news. For a limited time, when you download the free Tackle app, you'll get $50 off your first job. If you're looking to earn some extra cash, go to Tackle.com and sign up to become a Tackle provider. Let Tackle show you how great it feels to get your to-do list done. That's Tackle. T-A-K-L. Treat yourself to Tackle. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit